Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018, is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant, NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Center in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined Hello, Swaft Nation, and a happy Thursday to you before the greatest Royal Rumble. How the devil are you, well, Oliver I'm just, Davis? I'm just so excited. So excited I couldn't even wait for you to finish talking just then. Oh, it's the excitement is... Uh, Palapapapapal. Yes, that's what I was exactly after. You could cut the excitement with a knife. Yes. That's another saying, right? It is that's indeed. That's not something else. Yes, it, w- it and wouldn't even have to be the sharpest of knives either. No, not the sharpest knife in the drawer mm. to cut this excitement. We are, I mean, you will hear in the episodes, Swaft Nation, Pod Swafters, everyone in between, you will hear how excited we are by the Greatest Royal Rumble because uh, yet we're once again talking about the controversy surrounding it and then we sort of give some very half-hearted predictions. Yeah, it's, it's excitement mixed in with confusion. Mm-hmm. Which is the best kind of excitement? Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, and totally one hundred percent sincere. <laughs> yes, there is nothing cynical about our. Uh, well, actually, my my greatest Royal Rumble winner pick is one hundred percent cynical, but I also think that he's going to win. I feel like today's Wrestle Ramble is kind of like Alexa Bliss's anti-bullying 
skit <laughs> yeah and that we are saying things but we d- we don't really care about them no and it's it's i mean and i don't wait think to that... put over the content eh well and i don't think that's our fault either no 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 it it's... was all very confusing yes i mean we're coming off the the big buzz of avengers infinity war we hope everyone enjoyed the review we did uh yesterday the 100 percent spoiler free review of avengers infinity war so we're coming off the back of that you're seeing it again tonight i believe i've gone a bit bit hard on marvel so I watched Doctor Strange last night mm-hmm. to sort of because uh, I couldn't watch Infinity War again. <laughs> yeah. It was it wasn't in cinemas until like midnight, and then yeah, I'm seeing Infinity War again tonight, uh, just because I, I just want to. It's like the Ricky Gervais used to tell a really good description of uh, someone he went on tour with uh, that he used to annoy and just terrorize all the time. But he said it actually came from the best of intentions that every time he sees this person it's like walking downstairs at, on christmas day and you're a kid and you can see the fire truck that you asked for it's wrapped up but you know it's the fire truck and you just want to unwrap it and you just want that unwrapping moment to last forever that's how he felt about this guy that he wanted to terrorize that's how i feel about infinity war you just want to terrorize it i just want to unwrap it oh i see <laughs> you just want to forever be trying to pick it apart yes uh, to find the, the source of its beauty. We are trying to find a time when my wife and I can go and see it again because we're going to see, uh, we're going to a comedy gig tonight at uh, the Eventium in Hammersmith. Who uh, are you seeing? We're seeing a comedian called John Robbins, who uh, I we like his radio show that he does with Ellis James, who's also actually, he's the support act uh, for the show. This is um, a Edinburgh Comedy Award winning show. Oh, who hasn't won an Edinburgh Award? I don't know who hasn't. Me. There's one. <laughs> yeah. I don't see so the official Edinburgh Edinburgh Comedy Awards. Yes, yes. Yeah, because there's, well, there seems to be many offshoots of is, yes. Edinburgh style awards. Yes, this was the main Edinburgh Comedy Awards. Uh, this was the uh, award for best show. I feel like Edinburgh award winning show is the equivalent for, as seen on TV, for a wrestling show. Yeah. Where someone once appeared on a dating program and now you can write on the wrestling poster. As seen on TV, we have this person. Yes. So um, we're very excited to go see Johnny Robbins um, in the theatre tonight. Um, And then tomorrow we're off to Hastings. So I'm not watching the Greatest Royal Rumble or Infinity War. We're instead uh, going out for a nice meal. And then we're going to go out for a walk along uh, the sea and then walk up some cliffs. Along the sea? Yeah. How the hell does that work? Well, you know, you go, you know, I'm not walking over the sea. I'm walking alongside it. Okay. And then we're going to go up some cliffs uh, and do some nice walking up there and then go for out for another nice meal and then come back on Sunday. So maybe if we're feeling it, maybe we'll go see it on Sunday. If not, we'll try and find some time next week to go and see it. This is disgusting. Oh, I, I really want to go see it again. Like, so my wife listened to our review. Um, we sometimes get the tube together on our way to work. She gets off about f- five or six stops before I get changed onto the district line. And she was listening to our review. And at one point, she just took her headphones out and tapped me on my shoulder because I was working, because I was uh, writing up the new script. She tapped me and she was like, I don't think I should go see this film with you. And I was like, why? She's like, because you really liked it. It's too much pressure. Yeah, well, that, I think that's what she's worried about, the pressure now, whether she's n- not going to enjoy it as much. But I think she might. No, it's not worth it, man. I, it's, it's not worth the, the, the soul-crushing risk of sitting there because it's long two and a half hours yeah. of someone you really love and you're showing them something you really love and those two loves don't mesh 
and then you just have to sit there trying to will them to laugh or and you are get speaking, invested. You are speaking from experience here with showing your better half Captain America Civil War. I thought that was the one that would change everything. <laughs> it's, you know what? I, so my lady partner actually at uni was around independent British wrestling a lot because mm. her best friend, who has gone on to become a performance artist, was a wrestler. And that's actually how I know Alex Shane, who's you know got me involved in, in wrestle talk and everything. It's through this this guy. And that's also how I met my my lady partner now. So she had been around many a British wrestling show when I met her and or like finally started smooching her mm. at least mm. uh, I, I would I would say hey you've seen all these British wrestling shows but you haven't seen my British wrestling shows because she would go to like school hall ones and mm-hmm. uh, all-star wrestling the, yeah. what, n- nothing against all-star wrestling but very family friendly ones and I was like you need to come to progress Uh-oh. I was on the progress train hard I was driving that train and you can see me in many of their early DVDs. Indeed you can. And I was like, as soon as she goes to progress, she'll get involved in the atmosphere and the adult way of appreciating wrestling. And I took her. She, she We came out of it. Yeah, it's not for me. Oh. And I was heartbroken. I was like, ah. Oh. And then, I, and I've done it again. I haven't learnt my lesson three, four years later, trying to do the same with the MCU. And I just thought... Just wait till we get to that fight sequence in Civil War. I was going to say, the way you were describing it to me in the car the other day was that you were just like, every time she was like, I don't think this is a very good film, or that film was fine. In the back of your mind, you were like, just wait till we get to the airport sequence. Wait till we get to that splash panel, that splash page scene, and all of a sudden it would just click. Yes, and the worst thing was, I thought, I'm not going to tell her about that. Mm. I'll keep that in my back pocket. So she doesn't anticipate it. And yeah. it will happen and she'll be like, oh my God, I love Marvel movies now. Yeah, look how awesome that was. Um, she actually, that was one of the things she disliked most about the movie. Yeah, I think my wife hated that bit as well. I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for her, but I mean, she, she, her issue with Captain America Civil War was that she doesn't overly like Iron Man that much. And I don't think she's that invested in Captain America either. Although she did like Winter Soldier. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But we can soldier on and just keep on seeing Infinity War ourselves. We'll just we'll just go together, man. We'll just go together. I mean, I've, I've got a Cine World Unlimited card. It's our film. We yeah. don't look. We don't need our lady partners to share these interests. We've got each other for wrestling and movies yeah. and the Swaff Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get on with the show? Well, we're actually coming from you, from, from Jeddah Live. <laughs> and we're there right now. We are coming from uh, the beautiful city of Essex. Is it? That's not no, a city, really, no, is we're it? We're in Jeddah. Are we K-fabe actually going to kayfabe it that we're in Jeddah? We've Jedha. taken the backdrop with us. We've just put up a few T-shirts behind us. They have so much money, they're flying everyone out. Flying everyone yeah, out, yeah. yeah so Did you see fun. the uh, reported um, figure that <clears throat> they've been paid for the show? I was going to get on to that, yes. So this is PW Stream have said in the region which this is a pretty big region it is quite a region yeah 100 
to $200 million. Which is a heck of a chunk of change. It's funny, I was listening to... Um, just for hosting the event. Yes. And so not tickets or merch, just for putting it on. And um, from what I can gather as well, from what I've uh, heard and what I've read, um, the uh, Saudi Arabia are also like helping fund the event as well. So like they paid them this much money to host the show, and then they're actually also covering some of the costs for the show itself, like the pyro and putting up the stage and things like that. So it's going to be pyro. I wouldn't... Uh, if there isn't pyro, I will be stunned. Oh my god, that's the biggest WWE return of the year so far. That was a Move WrestleMania. aside, Lashley. Oh yeah, I guess so. Non-WrestleMania things. Yes. Uh, well, most of that's Brock Lesnar's paycheck, isn't it? So yeah. So um, that works out. It's not much of a profit in the end. A lot of money is coming in. So I also read uh, on Jerry Lawler's Dinner with the King podcast. Uh, Jim Cornette was on, and they were talking about the greatest Royal Rumble event. And W like Cornette said. I don't know how he knows, but obviously he knows people. WWE is being paid millions and millions and millions of, of dollars, so it might genuinely be in that hundreds of millions range. But Jerry Lawler said he believes that includes, quote, a heck of a payoff for the women's roster. Hmm. For Because, of course, there won't be any women wrestling on the show because Saudi Arabia society doesn't want women in sports it's not really culturally accepted over there so yes that it seems like wwe if if that is is not just a rumor mm -hmm. they're at least giving something back to the women's wrestlers so they're being paid not to actually work yes well i mean the easy to, paycheck to stay at home it's the it's the kevin it's what all the old wcw guys did. <laughs> exactly it's the kevin nash school man <clears throat> every it's finally it's paying off so this is controversial we spoke about it in last saturday's episode mm -hmm. how uh WWE say that they're all for women's rights and they're spearheading the women's revolution and equality, but then they've gone and done a deal with Saudi Arabia to put on the show where women won't be allowed to be on the show. And, you know, we both said that's that's very hypocritical mm. and not, not gelling with the narrative they keep pushing down our throats, which is why it stings a, a bit bad. And a lot of people actually defended the decision I saw. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I don't tend to read comments mm. uh, on, on YouTube anymore, but people did get in touch with me on Twitter to say that this is a good thing because it's, perhaps this will invoke change. And, you know, the the, the word is that the Saudi Arabia, uh, I'm going to, Sheik? Is it the, the, uh, the guy? It's uh, Crown Prince. Crown Prince, thank you. Mohammed Bill something. Bill Gates. MBS. I know his initials. Yes. Anyway, so it's... Um, Bin yes. Sama Salman. Yeah. Uh, he apparently wants to try and westernise um, Saudi Arabia and bring it up to Western standards. So perhaps this is like the thing of like, hey, you know, we're putting on this WWE event. When we do this next year, maybe we'll actually have women play, uh, performing it as well. But again, that there always comes back to that hypocritical thing of just like, if WWE are so into this whole idea of the women's revolution and like we're spearheading change in women's wrestling despite the fact that companies have been doing this for a lot longer than we have and you know they they did all this sort of stuff quite a number of years before we while we were still calling them divas if this is the narrative that they're pushing surely they'd have gone like well cool we'll just do the show next year when we can have women on the show and we're just going to make a public stance now that we won't do it you, you know you're going to pay us 200 million dollars but we're not going to do it now we'll do it next year when your times have changed it's the, it's the old groucho marx quote here's my morals Oh no, here's my principles. If you don't like them, I've got others. Yes. Uh, I, but, so I was reading some of the criticism of our criticism. Mm. And I thought, you know what, that's, that, that is a good point. Saudi Arabia are trying to 
make it more equal and this this is a you know maybe wwe can slowly work with them to make this happen over a long period of time to change does not happen in a day nope, and as when we, it does yeah. it usually transpires to be completely disastrous and it just reverts back harder yeah. to what it was before as we said last week rome wasn't built in a day yeah uh, and or, or roman four years. <laughs> uh, and i i was thinking about this and I th- you know that's that's I'm, I'm all about the long-term plan and i don't like to rush things and you know everything usually takes good things take a while but then i thought what if this was black people what yes. if what if like what if wwe ran a show where black people and white people were made to sit in separate parts of the arena and no black performers no black wrestlers could perform and i just thought well that's that's completely ridiculous yeah i don't know why i didn't have that visceral reaction when it was women uh like, like it is at the moment so you know you can't if you're offended by the idea of segregation by race or people not being allowed to perform based on the color of their skin, the fact that they've got boobies should not, or you know, Mark Henry aside or whatever, shouldn't really change that at all. So I'm, can, I'm yeah. standing firm on the initial criticism. I completely agree as well. I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio on the way into the studio today, and Dave Meltzer was bringing up the point that WCW did a show in North Korea, you know, way back when. The biggest wrestling show ever. Yes. Apparently. But when they did their show in North Korea, they were never like, oh man, you know who's great? North Korea. North Korea, it's a wonderful place to go. Whereas, and I didn't even, I haven't really considered this. But when you actually kind of play back the the promos that they are doing for the show, it's like from the beautiful city of Jeddah, and all of the promotion that the company are doing are, are, is basically like, "Hey, do you know what's great? Saudi, it's wonderful. It's, it's a travel advert. It's it is it's a travel advert. It's propaganda. And I've never really thought of the show as being propaganda, but that's basically what it is. Mm. It's yeah. incredible, really. It's 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 that really... is happening in 2018 and with this company. It's it's quite something. It's uh, there's a lot of things in play. Anyway, who really cares about all that stuff? Because Rusev is actually in a match against the Undertaker. So this was very much a last minute decision. We weren't really going to do a lot of coverage for the event because we basically just decided it's a house show. But and, and who like, WWE have told us not to care about it. So I don't know, man. WWE have very much told us to care about it because that was all Raw and SmackDown well, yeah. promotions for this do you like this match nah this is going to get shrunk into the corner while we run the same promo again for you, greatest you say but what i'm what i more mean is that rusev hasn't cut a promo about a casket match with the undertaker um and you know it, it feels like there's a lot of these matches that are just happening as yes. opposed to WWE like whoa you guys better tune in to greatest royal Rumble to see these matches really their promotion has been like man it's in Jeddah, which is lovely. You better tune in. I, I disagree. I think the the weird big-time matches, your John Cena versus Triple H, The Undertaker versus Rusev, have not been pushed, weirdly, considering the name value of those people. But anything that involves a title really has oh, been. I suppose, you know, you've yeah, got yeah. the tag matches. Mm-hmm, yeah. You're going to get the final of the, the Raw. You're going to get new Raw tag team champions. For From the definite. tag team eliminator. Uh, you, the United States title could go back to SmackDown. The Intercontinental back to Raw. I think that's right. Mm. I've, I've lost track of all the titles. And Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns has been a hugely promoted program. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. But I'm, I still feel that the Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles thing was built into a match at Backlash. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. As but, opposed to building to a match here but it's that does make, it yeah here. it is it is yeah so, so this this has been so what 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 we're saying is a couple of weeks ago we didn't 
care about this. And slowly it has become the snowball we can't ignore anymore mm. because we're definitely going to get new champions, at least with the tag belts. There's a very strong possibility the universal title is going to change hands. Mm -hmm. So we cannot ignore it any longer. And Luke's away at the weekend, and it's at an awkward time on a Friday afternoon for us. So we're doing our prediction show now, and on Saturday we'll have the new format, Fantasy Booking Warfare, in place of the new show. So, And we may do a review of it on Monday when I'm back. If, if it's good. If it's, if if it's, it's worthwhile. Uh, so, Rusev versus The Undertaker in a casket match. Yeah, um, I mean, I think The Undertaker's winning here. He's got to, hasn't he? He's yeah. I mean, is it, that's all the... We can't really give any more insights because it hasn't that, got a story. Again, that, again, that's kind of what I mean. Like, when we're giving these predictions, like, a lot of them I'm just like, nah, because I haven't really been given a reason to, to care. But I guess, I guess Undertaker wins. But as we were talking about earlier with the Impact Wrestling replacement stuff and title wins, the replacement usually gets the win mm. in a wrestling match. To, to show that, you know, ooh, it's not all predetermined. But th what about if it's a replacement back because you were already initially in the yeah, match? Yeah, so you had a replacement, but then you went back to the original lineup. The replacement was the the person you replaced. I think even if it was Chris Jericho, Undertaker is still winning. Yes. Yeah. He ain't coming back just to lose. Or maybe he wants to put someone over. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, this well, last Sorry, I, sh I shouldn't have giggled there, but I, I don't think this is... Because this is... I mean, I don't want to give away too much of my feelings on this show, but I think this is going to be very much a babyface heavy thing. And Undertaker is like the, the icon, the legend. If you're doing this as a house show mentality, then yeah, I can see Undertaker winning this. What do Saudi Arabia and Middle Eastern feelings towards Bulgarians? I haven't a Scooby-Doo, mate. Because maybe they... I don't know what the tensions are, are around there. No. But maybe you could really play up some foreign heels stuff. Maybe. I wonder how foreign heels stuff goes down in foreign countries. <laughs> like where, where I, I have no connection to either of the sides. Yeah. I'm, that, that'll be interesting, actually. See what kind of level of heat Rusev gets. I wonder if he gets Rusev Day Chance. He, hmm. Doesn't look like the smartest crowd. Smartest as in wise to the business, not... Yeah, from what I gather, what I, I read earlier is that the the people who are the, perhaps you might say the marks, the actual people who are into wrestling, are very much kind of like tucked into one corner. Yeah. Uh, so we're both going for Undertaker there. Yeah. Uh, John Cena versus Triple H. Uh, Cena. Yeah. You think yeah. So, yeah. I can see Cena winning this. But Triple H is like the face of global expansion. He, I'm, I imagine Triple H is one of the people who's done a lot of legwork with MBS, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, really? It's, it's funny because I actually thought this was all a Vince thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think even in the WWE's press releases, it's always been about how Triple H, uh, sorry, uh, Triple H, how Vince McMahon has been doing these. Um, it, it's oh, has it? Yeah. So I, I, I when it, especially when it comes to this, the, the, the women's revolution and the. Um, the uh, the narrative that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon push, mm. it certainly is in keeping that it, it's Vince that is spearheading this little endeavour as opposed to Trips and Steph. Well, that's interesting because I was reading up on the uh, where is it the the, the 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 2018 Business Partner Summit. <sighs> Man, that just sounds like yeah. It's, what a thrilling weekend that was. Well, this, so this took place on WrestleMania week, and it's WWE's big corporate event for their global partners they invite everyone from around the world like you might get 
I don't know, a French TV station who airs a cut-down version of SmackDown every week. That'd be a WWE global partner. Yeah, it, I used to create um, apps for these sorts of events. That was that was my job way back when. So th- they had this on WrestleMania weekend, but they've uploaded the full, well, hour-plus event to WWE cor- WWE's corporate website. Oh. Not WWE.com. I love that that exists. It's like corporate.wwe. Like WWE yeah. has turned heel <laughs> and uh, has The Rock not doing all these usual catchphrases. But they, uh, Triple H, what, one of the highlights was this term global localization. So that's a, that it was come up in a boardroom somewhere with a marketing team yeah. of what it is we're trying to accomplish. And it's actually been trademarked, apparently, by WWE. Yep. And Triple H was the guy, like he said in the, the talk, like, I came up with this name. And the concept is yep. to develop NXT and WWE brands around the world to create a global territorial system and that will involve making customized shows for countries WWE is looking to expand in filmed in the native language and using local hosts to, to and and that will mm. in turn act as a feeder system for WWE in the US. This was something that was actually proposed about a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. I think by Shane McMahon. I think it was one of his ideas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now they they scrapped it and but now it's Triple H's idea. Oh, and yeah. He invented it. <laughs> yeah, what a genius that man is. So, so yeah, I don't, but I, you know, Triple H, I think you're right, though. John Cena. Yeah, I think this is a Cena win. Everyone will know. If, if the crowd know anyone, even above The Undertaker, I think it'll be John Cena. I yeah. think John Cena and Rey Mysterio mm, are going to yeah. be the most popular. Yeah, I forgot about Reg. So we're both going Cena there. Cena. Mm, Cena. Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. This is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, um, I can see a Cedric Alexander retention. Can this one? Yeah. I'm surprised Mustafa Ali didn't get in there for a WrestleMania rematch. Hmm, yeah. Because, I, you know, I know he's from Chicago or something, but uh, the I way WWE's I, mind works, he is I was a Middle say, Eastern heritage. I think you and I might have said this last time, but apparently he isn't. He doesn't have that connection. Oh, he doesn't? No. What connection does he have? He's, uh, I believe it's Pakistani. Okay, which is very different. Well, I, I'm you're dark, you racist. I'm not. I'm <laughs> saying WWE will just see that half of the the globe they have yeah. as one place. I mean, let's be honest. This was a company that once put D'Lo Brown in a turban. Exactly. Oof. Uh, so you're thinking Alexander retains Kalisto. I'm. Go- I'm just, I think I'm it's going to go Kalisto. Well, I think it's too soon for Cedric to drop the belt. Um, and I think him dropping the belt now would be utterly pointless after doing all that big um, tournament lark to crown a new champion. For him then to drop it like only a couple of weeks later. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. I think masks sell. Mm. And Kalisto has a mask. <laughs> he does. Reverse engineering the thought process. Yep. I So there are the speculation that up to four belts could change hands here really it could be a real noteworthy show wow which is you know one of the reasons we we have to cover it <laughs> yeah the so our hand of all the of all the titles that could change hands i think this is definitely one of the lower down the, the pecking order that mm. could okay, yeah, yeah, yeah i could see it yeah so i'm gonna go Kalisto. Mm-hmm. next up we have the bludgeon brothers Versus the Usos. No Naomi, of course. Didn't no. help them this time. And I, I again, I, I feel like uh, I've just ignored what you said, but I was going to go with a Bludgeon Brothers retention. On, I, a, on, yeah. a, on a house show, heels do often win. 
Uh, I could see the Bludgeon Brothers retaining here. I agree, I agree. Do you think the Usos will come out with face paint? Just go to the most friendly <laughs> gimmicks possible. Yeah, go back to their old Usos gimmick. I think it's definitely a Bludgeon Brothers retention here. Mm. Just, uh, I don't think they would sacrifice that run just yet. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly also Naomi's not there to kind of like scupper them and I think that's the storyline they want to be telling when you go into pay-per-views like Backlash and whatever comes after that yeah. Backlash interestingly the the other tag title match isn't as clear cut as we thought because uh, we yeah. were talking about this on Smackdown where we were mm. like Oh, so what are the rules? So the bar can go back to Raw if they win the tag team titles? Yes. And then there was discussion, well, why isn't that the same for the United States title belt with Jinder? Like, why wouldn't Jinder go to SmackDown? Yeah. And this is because the tag team title belts are either Raw or SmackDown. They can't move, but the US and Inter Intercontinental title can. Apparently so, yes. So still, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus. For the vacant, so versus vacant, it's a three-way for the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, I, I, I've gone first last couple well, of times. I, I, I think we're going to say the same. I'm going for Wyatt and Hardy. Yeah, the deleter of worlds uh, is where I'm going. Just because I think there's there's more mileage in them. And I want to see the bar on SmackDown. I don't want to see them go back to Raw. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, okay. Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal. So this is a belt that could change brands the United States yeah, so title. this does add a bit of a and again this is the sort of thing that if WWE had told us in advance that these sorts of things could possibly happen like we might have cared like we might have cared about the outcome but as it, as it stands I don't care about either of these these matches because I've been almost like told not to is it that you don't care or is it that you don't buy into it because there hasn't been much focus in, in a title change yeah I mean uh, perhaps either way but it does feel like if if the storyline was, oh, hey, if Jinder Mahal wins the United States Championship, we get the United States Championship back on Raw. Or, you know, we get the United States Championship on Raw. But that's not really been kind of said. It's just, Jinder has said, I want to win it and then go back to SmackDown. And then Kurt said no. <laughs> so, like, is so what, what am I supposed to know about this match other than they're, other than they're having it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's... But this is the sort of thing they could just change their mind on. Yeah, totally, it could be. And that's what I mean. Like, I, if and knowing now, well, at least we think we know that if Jinder wins and the United States Championship does go to Raw, that then throws up the question: is like, well, maybe one of the SmackDown guys is going to win the IC belt. Like, maybe the Miz will win to get the record-breaking ninth um, championship reign, or, or or Joe wins, and, and you build up a champion versus champion, champion match, match for, for backlash, which is a week later. Yes, what a build. What a build. I like that idea. I'm going to go Jinder wins. But at because the it's the but, same but, area of the world, but at right? The, <laughs> but at the same time, SmackDown has been building a storyline between Jeff and Randy, which would appear to be a... a I'm going for a Jeff retention here. Well, man, I, maybe Randy could win it back. <laughs> Randy can win it back at Backlash. Off Jinder. Off Jinder. Ah, and yeah. Roman can win the IC belt off Joe. Yeah. And you make it for both titles at Backlash. Yeah, maybe. Well, that is certainly a way around Roman it Roman well. ends up with two of the top titles. Yep. And then you can continue the Jeff and Randy story that just had this little blip in there where we had to appease from Saudi Arabia. You're uh, welcome. Where we had to appease all of Saudi Arabia, I suppose. So who are you going for? <sighs> 
this pay-per-view is weird. It's so weird, and it's thrown such a spanner in all the works. It's come at a weird time, hasn't it? Like, this would be fine if it was about three months from now. Yeah, uh, that's a really interesting point, yeah. Yeah. Fine in a non-equality sense, you know, just Mm. from a wrestling storyline standpoint. But to come so close to WrestleMania, so close to the Superstar Shake-Up, so close to the first co-branded Yeah, one week before Backlash. Such a weird time to do this. What a weird show. This is going to be one of these pay-per-views that we're going to look back on in five years' time, being like, do you remember the greatest Royal Rumble? Yeah. What a weird show that was. Do you remember those two years where before Saudi Arabia ran out of money <laughs> and WWE were doing shows there that cost ridiculous <laughs> amounts of money? Yeah. Um, so I, who are you going I, for? I'm going, I'm going for... Man, I mean, if, again, it feels like I've just ignored your, your potential story source that there's going to be upwards of four title changes. I am throwing darts here. <laughs> Blind. <laughs> I know. I mean, wait till we get to the Royal Rumble match. I, like, who do you pick in? Like, okay, well, I'm going for a Jeff retention. You're going for Jeff. Only I, because it makes storyline sense for him to retain. But uh, perhaps that's just me being incredibly naive by thinking about storylines. I, yeah, you've got to, you've really got to approach this event as belts. <laughs> yeah, as cheap yeah, crowd props. pops. Yeah, tr- some crowd pops, yeah. Get some cheap heat by putting it on Jinder. This is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Like I what thought, a wacky show. It's like I thought I didn't care about it, and I didn't. And then like we do care about it because we're making the video, and we're like, oh, things might actually happen. But as we're going through it, it I don't, I don't care. It's <laughs> so weird. But we're doing this. You and I are making this video because it's our job. Yes. As opposed to we're like, oh man. WrestleMania's coming up. Got to make a video about that because I've invested in all of these storylines and I've I've got to make my predictions. We're doing this because this is literally what we're paid to do. And and we we really resisted doing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> about a week. I oh, know it's tomorrow. We decided to do this <laughs> half an hour ago. I know we've been recording for twenty two minutes. Half an hour ago, we decided to make yes, this video. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. So I, I like that's the preface. If all of this goes. I don't. These are stu- these are stupid predictions on my part. I was gonna but say, if they all go right, hey, I'm a genius. Oh, you are a genius, man. Uh, yeah. So is this? I mean, it obviously is canon, but for us, is it canon? <laughs> Not that oh, well, we ever follow through on any punishments. Under our predictions. How did your prediction in January go? Exactly. Okay. So I lost <laughs> Royal Rumble. I lost WrestleMania overall. Yeah. Uh, and lost I, Fantasy Booking Warfare. But I have yet to face any no. penance for it. <laughs> This is what happens when you're in charge, man. This is what happens when Grado's in charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe corporate just made an error by putting Grado in charge. I think he's going to come down on me with, like, just six months of punishments <laughs> all at once. Okay, so AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWF Championship. So which championship? <laughs> the WWE Championship. All right, 1999. I never do that anymore. That's a weird slip to me. Oh, crikey. Um... So I, I was trying to like, that's where like the women's equality is in. in ah, it's yeah. a rubbish joke. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, do you want to go first? No, I'll go AJ. You going AJ? Yeah. I'm going. I, I feel like I'm going full retention here, mm. more or less. I just don't know how you beat Nakamura here because it's non-canon. You can, but, but it, it is. And, canon. But, but he can win it at Backlash. And it won't matter as much that he lost here. Like, if this was Backlash, then I would probably be going for, for Nakamura. 
But because this is like this weird sort of house show thing, I can't... But, oh, actually, you know what? Saying that, they are trying to make this a big deal. What's a bigger deal than having the the WWE Championship change hands? You know, so, yeah, maybe it could be a Nakamura win. I just... That, that is definitely a consideration, although I think that's somewhat lessened by me really thinking Brock's losing the belt in the main event. Mm. Uh but I just Nakamura is on fire right now. Has been since that low blow. Not in the WrestleMania match, but everything after the WrestleMania match, that bell and AJ's bell. Everything since Nakamura has been the best thing in WWE for me. And I even though it's non canon, even though very few people are probably actually gonna watch it in comparison to a normal pay per view, just because of the time it's on on the WWE Network. It's also on demand. Yeah, but like that that's that's a lot that's a lot fewer than people who would tune in and watch it live. Very true. Because uh, it sounds like 9am on the um, the East Coast. Right, yeah. Uh, so I I just don't... I, how, okay, if AJ coast. wins, how do you play that match so Nakamura isn't damaged? So if AJ wins... Or doesn't lose this great momentum he's got at the moment. Mm. I, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. Like, I hear what you're saying. I feel like AJ loses, but not clean. So Nakamura gets a low blow in behind the referee's back. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really angry yep. in in the crowd, but then it's it ends on a high with Reigns winning. Perhaps, but also you bring you bring him down and you bring him up again. But for me, perhaps and perhaps this is just me. Th- perhaps I might think about this too logically. Mm. But I and always again, mistake. this is my mistake. I felt that the way this storyline was heading was that we were going to get this championship match where Nakamura goes through the phenomenal ball arm but hurts his arm because AJ is wearing a metal cup and that's the payoff of all of this all these ball shots week after week. Do you think that's well, that, that's a comedy spot? That's like a comedy version of Bret Hart's Yeah, exactly. You do like, yeah, but the, it's a silly version. This is a, I feel like this is a, a really good blood feud. I wouldn't add mm, oh, I don't that know. comedy well, bit. To this it. is WWE. Oh dear. So I'm going for Nakamura. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And to be honest, if Nakamura Nakamura won, I do not think I would be too upset about that. Okay, so a ladder match, quite exciting, and cross brands as well mm-hmm. for the Intercontinental title. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe versus The Miz. So with you going for Jinder earlier in the night, are you going to go for one of the SmackDown 2 in this match between the Mizzles and um, Joseph? So, Jesus my my logic and overall plan has crumbled. <laughs> I'm thinking about... Okay, I'm going to stick to my weird, inaccurate guns. Your title versus title. Joe. Randy Jinder. I'm, going, Jindy, I'm yep. going Joe yep. for reasons already explained. Yeah. Uh, these guys, though, in a ladder match, be interesting to see. Yeah. Rollins will just, like, kill himself. Balor's great. Yeah. Joe's awesome. Miz has been in ladder matches before. He has been. He, do you know what? Miz has had matches. Miz does line at ringside while there's a ladder match going on really well. He's one of the best at it. Him and Randy Orton are two of my favourite people to watch in ladder matches. Randy Orton in particular because he is the safest ladder match uh, participant you've ever seen. I'm not doing that. I'm not not going anywhere near it. I'm just going to stay around here. And if 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 I am being thrown off the ladder, I'm off on the second rung. Uh, As opposed to Kevin Owens, who I feel on purposely tries to position ladders and then throws his back on them in the worst possible (laughs) way. yeah. Um, and, it, and again, this is an interesting quandary because Seth has just won the belt. 
so do you take the belt off of him straight away kind of you know and it's that united states championship thing as well like there, someone pointed out that the length of runs the length of reigns that we've had over since um since bobby won the belt actually since dolph won the belt and then he baron corbin then dolph won it and then bobby won it and then randy won it and then jeff jeff's won it and then you've changed and then jinder won it and then you just keep changing the belt and i was like actually it doesn't really matter who's champion anymore are you going to get that if you just keep chopping and changing the ic belt as well seth won it then three weeks later he's just dropping it to someone else so, so, but, so I feel set, like I, but I feel like I've gone for far too many retentions. So I'm going to say Finn Balor. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say okay. Balor wins. Okay. Um, it'd be interesting to see because they were buddy buddy on Raw this week. They teamed together, and that was you know completely scraps all the Balor Rollins professional feuding that they had going up to WrestleMania, which is for me one of the best things are you, on on the show. Are you trying to say they're the Sasha and Bailey of the uh, the men's division? Not that bad. <laughs> Nothing's that bad. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match yep. for the Universal title. And again, that's what I mean, man. You want to make this feel like a real big deal. You've got a you've got a casket match. You've got the greatest Royal Rumble, a 50-man Royal Rumble. You've got John Cena versus Triple H. And now we've got a ladder match. And now we have got a steel cage match. They are pulling out stops, man, to make this feel yes. like it's... It's WrestleMania three weeks after WrestleMania. WrestleMania Part Two. Well, it, you know how you have like the Raw after Mania and the SmackDown after Mania. This is the the Mania after Mania, the Royal Rumble after Mania. Uh, so what are you going to go for? You, you go first this time. Um, I think I've oh, done too many title changes. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm clocking them up in my head. <laughs> you've, I think all you've, title, all changes. title changes. I do think they're going. They're going to go with the Roman Reigns win here. Maybe Brock's deal was just a one-match thing, and aside from that, you know, we were talking about how like it's non, you know, you make the argument that it's non-canon. I, at least I've made the argument that it's non-canon in terms to if Nakamura doesn't win the WWE Championship, which will be the, it feels like the twentieth time that he's challenged for the belt and not won it. If Roman loses again in this match, like you may as well just pull the plug. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like Roman has to win here. Otherwise, this is almost like a completely pointless... I mean, it's been a, a relatively pointless push anyway, because it's not really been clicking with anyone. But I think Roman has to win here. I'm going with a Reigns win. I think Reigns is being coronated. That They're going to have the big pyro. They're going to have a wonderful shot of him winning the championship in beautiful Jeddah. And they're going to be able to use this promo image for the rest of time when pushing Roman Reigns as this all-time great in the ring. And they'll edit it into WrestleMania 34. Maybe, yeah. All those video packages. I, everything you just said, and I'm going to add on another reason for Brock Lesnar losing, is I genuinely believe he's going to UFC. He's definitely going to have, well, not definitely, but all the reports and all the contract details indicate that Brock is going to have at least one more match in UFC while still been in a working relationship with mm -hmm. WWE. Dana White said as much going into WrestleMania weekend. The fact that he stayed with WWE after Mania and that he retained for just a few weeks doesn't write off that UFC match. It does not. He's a 40-year-old man. He's going to he's going to have to have like a 6-month break from wrestling to to build up his body and get in the USADA testing pool before he can fight again. UFC want him to have that fight. I'm sure he wants to because he got a huge payday off of it. So I think Lesnar needs to drop the title sooner rather than later 
so he can return to UFC in that time frame because his age is a big factor now. Yeah, I can almost see that this was a very much last minute call that was made morning of Royal Rumble or you know maybe the Monday before Royal Rumble they suddenly looked at it and was like you know what Roman isn't going to get the coronation that we want at Wrestlemania because what we want is an, an adoring applause and fans and pyro and whatnot we're not going to get that at Wrestlemania so we'll sign you for one more like an extension we'll do it as this big old swerve thing because no one everyone's expecting him to win at Wrestlemania and then we'll do the title change at Greatest Royal Rumble instead I can I can really I can hear that meeting taking yeah. place and then the word has it Roman was told on the day of Wrestlemania that that was now the new plan so yeah, I could I I could see that being the case, and I'm, and I think that Reigns is is going to get the belt here. And you know, from what I can gather, and what people have said, and what people have written, the VIP section here are just people who want to see. You know, they're going to cheer basically who they're told to cheer more or less. So we're both going for Reigns. I'm just looking back over all those matches. Bludgeon Brothers are my only retention. Nice. I've got like six title changes on this show. It's going to be the most newsworthy show ever if you get your way. I'm sure the women's title will change hands as well. <laughs> Just not in that country. Are they, what are they doing on the, the kickoff show? Because I know we're not having a match. Well, at least they haven't announced they're having a match. They might have one. Oh, Undertaker. He's opening the curtain. Uh, yeah, 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 they're doing that on the pre-show. Yeah, the yeah. hour-long pre-show with Byron Saxton. I'm sure they just have some fascinating in-depth questions tweeted in by WWE Universe fans. Well, also that they've got to talk about how lovely the place is. Oh, yes. It's like a little travel vlog with Byron Saxton. Yeah. Great. So, we also have one more match that I keep on kind of forgetting about. It's because no one's told us anything about it. Despite the whole point of the show, like, the name-wise is, is about it. It's the 50-man Royal Rumble match, which is the largest Royal Rumble match a WWE have ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take because the intervals are going to be quite... Hopefully the intervals will be quite fast. Well, yeah, this is a five-hour show. Um, and I think... We, and including No, not excluding the pre-show. So there's an intermission as well. Yes, there's an intermission as well. An yes. hour-long intermission for prayer. Yeah. So th- I don't know if that... At least that's an hour oh, that include, skip. Uh, I, maybe. Or is that included in the five-hour show? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about this. Yeah. So the people we have confirmed by WWE.com as the time as of the time of this recording as participants are Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, Rey Mysterio, Elias, Kevin Owens, Great Carly, Bobby Roode, Baron Corbin, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Apollo Crews, Shelton Benjamin, Sin Cara, Chad Gable, Goldust, Titus O'Neil, Mojo Rawley and Dolph Ziggler. And if you look at the promo poster that they've got, it's available on WWE.com and uh, all over the, the place really. Basically, anyone who's a male member of the roster has also been confirmed. Uh, the Revival are on the poster, Breezango are on the poster, like everyone is essentially on the poster. So the, although these are the only, like that's what, about 15, maybe 20 names? Yeah, 20, I think. Yeah, so there's 30 odd names still to be filled in there. I can, I'd can, i imagine that Rusev will be in there. Basically, all the participants on the undercard will be in there as well. John Cena will likely be in it. Triple H will likely be in it because we've got numbers to fill. Mm. Roman Reigns will probably bodies. be in it. Yeah. <laughs> and win that and as win well. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, and apparently you were telling me they're going to have a few spots for Saudi Arabian tryout. Oh, people? yes. So that was uh, one of the reports I read. Yes, they've done like the, these tryouts in Saudi Arabia and they've kind of like signed eight people to developmental deals and those eight will be in the Royal Rumble match. Which is a great idea. They do it when they go to, when they come to the UK, they'll have a few local wrestlers 
do the um do do the dark matches and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it just and, gets the yeah. crowd excited. I think that's a great idea, mm-hmm. and it gives the Saudi Arabian audience more of a connection to them. Maybe one of them will win. <laughs> yes. I mean, you laugh, but mm. it's a house show, so like one of them could win. Well, this we don't know what's on the line. No. Nothing has been. Nothing is on the line at the moment. Uh, I mean, it would be great to see a Money in the Bank title match as decided off of this, because mm-hmm. that's the next one. A lot of people said SummerSlam, but I feel like that will hamstring stuff too far away. Mm-hmm. Money in the Bank is the next of the new big five, those yeah. destination weekends that WWE put on. I was, in my head, I was like, Daniel Bryan's winning this. Daniel Bryan, I want Daniel Bryan to win it. I think he's the best one to do it. But now... I have looked through the list. I've changed my mind. Interesting. Who? Based on Raw this week. Mm. Braun Strowman. Oh, you think Braun the Strowman's winning? I don't know if I think Braun's winning. I think he should win. Mm-hmm. He is on fire right now. Uh, the crowd is so behind him. Just And Daniel Bryan, as much as I love him and that he's back, it's not as strong, is it? It's not like as visceral, that connection, because he's being booked in these big cast feuds. Whereas Braun Strowman is being booked to the moon. Just put that rocket that you already have attached to him. Put some of that NOS gas that they use in Fast and Furious. Where they they Mm -hmm. click a button and they go even faster for a bit. I want that for him. And there are a lot of people for Braun to eliminate here. So he could break the... Because I think... Is this... What happens in this Royal Rumble match? Will that count for all the stats that WWE oh, might love to sta- put out. The, the stat video next year. For the Royal for their January Royal Rumble matches. Because then they can easily say, Braun Strowman has broken the record for most Royal Rumble eliminations mm-hmm. by eliminating 49 people. Yeah, if he comes out at number one and just like just throws people left, right and centre. It's be... not a bad idea. Not all 49. <laughs> but it's not a bad idea. Yeah, um, so you're going with Braun? I'm going for... I'm going for Braun. I think, was it 13 is the record held by Roman? Yeah, or is it 14? In a single match. It's like 13 or 14, something like that. Um, And who are you going for? I'm going John Cena. It's a really cynical choice, but I'm going John Cena. I don't... Yeah, I I have no other justification of it other than he is a popular name and that will get a, a, a good crowd reaction. As I said, it's a totally cynical way of looking at it, but hey, that's... Yeah, it is. I was just seeing how long I could not speak I was, and how I, many awkward gaps you would fill. Well, I, well, no, I was, I was just wondering if that was your my edit point. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I, I guess it would be. I, now I'm going to be super confused when I go to edit this thing. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, any other thoughts on on the greatest Royal Rumble? No. The Wrestle Rumble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Previous episodes include Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, WrestleMania 25, and more. The next episode continues the WrestleMania theme with arguably the best mania ever, WrestleMania X7, featuring the epic main event of The Rock vs Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. It also has the Triple H vs Undertaker match you're supposed to forget happened, and the gimmick Battle Royal! Your backing will get you access to all previous episodes too. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk for more information. That's patreon.com 
forward slash WrestleTalk. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you've got some crap gimmicks that you want to send to us, it's Luke at WrestleTalk.com. I've got quite a backlog of them anyway, but if you want to send any more, I can add them to that backlog and I go through them and I pick out the, the ones that I think might be, that have the best opportunity of getting signed. What are, what are crap gimmicks, Luke? For new WrestleRamble viewers, I feel like a, we've got a new audience base because the numbers have jumped up by about 10,000 all of a sudden well crap gimmicks is a um a, a gimmick that we came up with we started to like why aren't there more wrestlers like there were in the 90s when you were a wrestler and a blank and so we people just started sending us crap gimmick ideas we've got a fairly sizable roster now full of and if, if we like them enough we sign them to the crap gimmick roster and then we uh yeah they they become what they are. So people like the fishmonger mm-hmm. who comes out dressed as a fishmonger in like a yellow coat. He was stuff. the original. Yeah, it's not a very good gimmick though. I don't it's, know why that got it's in. It's so good. Uh, fisherman suplex stuff like that. Beastmaster, which mm-hmm. we referenced on the Wrestle Talk News, who can harness the power of five different animals. Yep. You don't know which one you're going to get. Wrestlebot, Wrestlebot three thousand, something like that. Yeah. Uh, who who hasn't? He's just programmed to wrestle. But he's actually in love with a woman. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so here we've got this has been sent in from Matthew Perry. Thank you so much for the shout out in an earlier podcast. Everywhere I go, people ask me if I've seen the show Friends and if Chandler is my favorite character. The answer is obviously yes. I, I bet he loves that. <laughs> I bet sure. he's like, it will never get old. No. when people ask me. Um, if people say, it's like, oh, my, like Friends, he's like, do you know what? I haven't heard that one before. What's Friends? <laughs> Well, I mean, do you remember that article that came out? It was like, millennials have just discovered friends and they are a, they are shocked by some of the jokes. And I was like, you idiots, millennials watched friends when it first aired. Yeah, I if millennials is our age, right? I don't yes. know what people born in the noughties are actually called. Generation Z. 
Oh, I feel that was before, wasn't it? No, it was Generation uh, uh, X and Y. Right. And then we were millennials. Generation Y was Fight Club, wasn't it? Yes. 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 And we are... We're millennials. We're millennials uh, because we were born after 1980, right. but before the turn of the millennium. Sure. And then I think people born after... I'm pretty sure they're Gen Zs. Gen Zs. Yeah. What comes after Gen Z? You've run out of letters. I don't know, but you got like baby boomers, you know. So you yes. just, just, you know, millennials. You just come up with a, a different wacky name for them, I guess. Um. So yeah. Anyway, Sorry, off, well, that's back, off topic. Back in, back in. Um. So here's crap gimmick suggestion. Keeping in the theme with my last D and D related email. This is a gimmick that speaks directly to me. Uh, my crap gimmick is actually a stable of wrestlers, each representing a class in D and D, and using the move set to match. For those unaware, D&D's Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game. Uh, the Barbarian uses high power and aggression. The Fighter uses weapons around ringside and is the best technical wrestler of the group. The Monk is a hard-hitting strong style. The Rogue uses dirty tactics to win, similar to Eddie Guerrero. And the Bard is the mouthpiece of the group, playing random instruments during the match to rally his teammates. Mm. And they could be called the Adventure Party. That's good. Yeah. I, re I really like it. I like the visual of them all walking around doing a kind of fantasy-like speak, like a kind of Shakespearean mm -hmm. verbiage, and how much that would not gel with the rest of the roster. And yeah. they'll look stupid in within the larger context of things. Yeah. I don't like the name The Adventure Party. Though. Well, no, the problem with this is that there's a, a really, really good um, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. If you are a D&D player and you like to sort of listen to other people playing D&D, um, there's a really great um, podcast called uh, Dragon Friends, which I just think is like, it's almost the best name really for... like That's a, a good name. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's like, so I, I don't think you can get anything better than Dragon Friends. Quest Buddies. Quest Buddies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, yeah, we'll sign. Well, we'll, yeah. I mean, I, I 100% want to sign this. To group. developmental, because we need to work on the name. Perhaps. So, yes, to a developmental yeah, yeah. contract, yep. we'll, we'll do the. I, I can't really do the pose because you're pointing. Um, so, Sam Fisher also sent in a similar idea, but our last. But crap his wasn't good enough, I Well, it, is, it wasn't as detailed as, um, as, as Chandler from Friends's. Luke deemed Fisher's email <laughs> not worthy. La, You're la, like the John Laurinaitis <laughs> Take all the heat so we, should, I, should I do it like John Laurinaitis <laughs> Kayla Brandon has suggested Chris the Crook um, So this is our last crap gimmick for the day Caleb Brandon suggests Chris the Crook He is your stereotypical crook from films He wears a black and white striped top Black trousers and shiny black shoes He has a long curly moustache And uh, this is the only bit I don't understand Grey face paint over his skin And a bowler hat I don't really think that like Grey face paint over his skin. Yeah, and I don't really remember like criminals wearing bowler hats. That just seems like more of an English thing. It's uh that they have the beanies, don't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yes. That's a bit of a weird. So touch. he has a long curly mustache uh, when he enters. His entrance theme is the song, uh, the theme song from the Pink Panther, and he enters in tiptoeing around the ring with a big bag over his shoulder, presumably that says swag written on it or a big dollar sign. Uh, before every match, he monologues how he will beat his opponent and plans to steal titles from the champions. He has no finisher as he attempts to steal his opponents. Mm. I really like this as yeah. a visual. Actually, reading that back, maybe the grey face paint, he's getting it mixed up with mimes and then kind of also 1920s cinema <laughs> with a Chaplin bowler hat. Mm. Seems like a mismatch of ideas. But I like the idea of a stereotypical crook. Yeah, with the with big the bag. bag. Yep. And, uh, you know, he steals the victory. Yes. Yeah, yes. I like that. I, and, I like Caleb. Yeah. I like Chris the Crook. Chris the Crook. I've signed him.
And we've got mailbag questions if you want to submit a, pay, a mailbag question to the Wrestle Ramble for us to answer on the Saturday or Thursday show in this case. Then become a pledge hammer by backing us on Patreon. You can send us messages on Patreon, although I wouldn't overly suggest that because it's not the best email system in the world. But we also have our Ramble community there where you can join in and speak with other like-minded wrestling fans. Is that what they're called, Ramble community? I thought the, we, we... We did come up with another name. Pledge hammers. Well, they're pledge hammers. Pledge yeah. hammers. But they also have like, their own little community. But there's so many posts that go up there every day. We try and get involved as much as we can do. So here are some of the questions that we have had from our pledge hammers. Niccolo Mantando, who sounds like a wrestler in himself, um, has asked in, do you think Dave Meltzer will someday be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? I think he might be in inductee uh, a, lot, a few years from now as an outside journalist, but I don't know if WWE would like to recognize his work so openly. I think he deserves it, but I don't see it happening, to be honest. What do you think? Um, absolutely not. And I don't... I'm. I'm a bit bored of all the Hall of Fame questions because it really means nothing. Mm. It's a it's a marketing thing. It it's not based on any actual metrics. Uh, you know, d- definitely a lot of people who are in there deserve to be in a wrestling Hall of Fame, but that accolade is is completely trashed by seeing the larger group of everyone else who's in there. So, do I think Dave Meltzer will someday be inducted? No, because I don't think, like you said, WWE would ever do it. Does he deserve to be inducted? It's a it's a moot question. It, it's it's a, because there's nothing to deserve. It's a made up place. So, well, the only other thing I would add to that, because I do more or less agree, is that on a uh, recent NXT conference call, um, Triple H was putting over Dave Meltzer as was he? Oh yeah, did you not hear this? I didn't yeah. hear this. Yeah, Dave uh, Triple H was like putting him over huge because Dave Meltzer came to ask a question on behalf of the Wrestling Observer. And uh, Triple H wanted to thank him for all the hard work that he did on the Andre the Giant documentary and how he really helped Whoa. shape that documentary into into what it is. So I could almost see that, like, you know, when if Triple H does get the book, so to speak, whether those sorts of times might change, whether we won't see, we won't have a memo that goes around saying, like, hey, can everyone bury Dave in your tweets when, you, when you're, you're tweeting out stuff? That's the game. The game's the playing game. you, man. That's, that's a work. That's oh, not a reckon? shoot, brother. <laughs> He's saying that on an NXT call to get our style of fans excited. Maybe. He hates it. He <laughs> hates it. He is old school wrestling. Okay. He, he, would, he wants kayfabe still in place, probably. Maybe. But anyway, Ryan Sanders uh, writes in another question about the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, would you have one title across both brands or two titles for Raw and SmackDown? I never thought about this. I think it would be... I I think one... The, the, first of all, there's not enough women to, to do this as, as two separate tag divisions on Raw and SmackDown. But actually, if you make it a joint one where they can cross over and fight each other in both brands, that actually opens it up a lot more mm-hmm. and enables a lot more potential for storytelling i i yeah i actually didn't know i wanted a single title across two brands usually i'm against that because i want the brand separate but in this case i think it would work yeah i agree i agree with that because only because the rosters are so small and at mm. least then when you have got like the combined rosters then but it doesn't make it a, a bit of a gimmick i don't know but yeah i could see it working both ways it gives a lot of women something to do who would if, if you're not in like the top two singles feuds on your brands if the brand has that even has that many going there's still like six women then mm-hmm. who are beneath that who are just in meaningless matches every week yeah at least those matches could now play into uh, a tag team format and it, you you give two people something to do rather than just one it's like a good killer of uh 
but one stone with multiple, multiple birds. <laughs> Um, last Chuck, question. Last question. Okay, well, let me pick out which. A good one. Uh, oh, um, this one from Adam Mercer is an interesting one. Mm. I usually agree with most of your views, but how can you say Nakamura is the best thing in WWE? I agree that his recent refresh, refresh slash presentation is a step in the right direction, but his in-ring performances have been underwhelming at best. How can you overlook his disappointing dream match with Styles at WrestleMania and his main roster performance? Performances that preceded it. From a wrestling standpoint, he pales in comparison to the New Japan Nakamura. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we agree, Adam, that yeah. Nakamura's main roster run was very subpar up until when that bell rang at WrestleMania. Yes. But everything he's done since WrestleMania has been superb. Like, but he, he hasn't had a big-time wrestling match to to showcase what he can still do if he can still do it like he did in New Japan but what he has done is wrestle very effectively as a heel get, you know trying to get away from AJ the low blows just the physicality of the low blow that's a huge part of wrestling to tell your to give your character to t tell it through physicality and when he's delivering those low blows with such weird force and he's using his whole body to do it that's as much as wrestling as a as a whole match, mm -hmm. and so, the facials that he does as well. Yeah, the facials. I so I I agree with you that everything that Nakamura did pre WrestleMania low blow on Styles was very disappointing. Not very disappointing, but it, it wasn't. Very it wasn't what we were we were hoping for. But everything since then, I think, has been absolutely brilliant and is genuinely my favorite thing in WWE. So yeah, and I would I, I can I can have that and not have it tainted by everything that came before. It's a bit like the Sami Zayn heel turn. You know, Sami Zayn was basically treading water for, you know, the entirety of his main roster run outside of the, the Kevin Owens uh, Battlegrounds match, yes, I think it was. Yeah, so, you know, he was treading water, but as soon as he turned heel and he just completely reinvig reinvigorated his character, all that treading water stuff was mostly forgotten about. And you're like, oh, wow, I really like this new Sami Zayn. Um, the only other thing that I would add to that as well is that the dream, the dream match was the one of the biggest disappointments from WrestleMania. But it, again, as I, I argued on the WrestleMania review, and I've argued since, I don't think it, it wasn't designed to be a five-star match because it was the first in a series. And if, you, if you're first in a series, you don't do your best match first because then all you're doing is you're trying to top it each and every time, and that's difficult to do. So you actually just play it safe by having an average match to begin with and then you do the better matches at the end of the program. Oh, I disagree with that, because you can have a very good match and still have stuff in the tank. Like, I'm thinking Finn Balor, AJ Styles at TLC. They had a really, really good match. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said, wow, match of the year candidate. It was in no way a match of the year candidate that year. But they kept, they, they made it really entertaining while making me want to see more. Mm -hmm. They kept enough stuff back, enough stuff that they could riff on in the next outing. So you can do a, an exciting match as a first match. No, no, and, and, and I'm but, not saying And, and the I'm other problem that. was rest, that match was, was billed as a dream match. That was the problem. It's the build yeah. towards it was like, it's, it's a once in a lifetime thing. You're only going to see this match here at WrestleMania because it's the dream match. So the build didn't help. You know, if they, had, if they hadn't pushed this as like, it's a one match thing and this is just the start of a program, then we wouldn't have gone in expecting a five-star classic. We'd have gone in expecting the first match in the series. And you are right, you can definitely have excellent matches. And they could they probably could have had a better match than they had. But also I wasn't expecting it you know, I shouldn't looking back on it now, we shouldn't have been expected it to be the match that it, eventually it was.
Rather, no, we shouldn't have expected the match we thought it was going to be. But that's not our fault. No, I know. And that's, I've never said it was our fault. And I said that at the WrestleMania, and I said that since. It was never our fault. It was the way that the match was presented. Cool, cool. So it's WWE's fault. Yeah, just do it better. Uh, that's all we've got time for in this Thursday episode of Wrestle Ramble. We will be back on Saturday. It's, it's weird because we record these on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be <laughs> synchronised with the time frame for once. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday, though, with a new way of doing fantasy booking warfare. We're both going to have our own videos. That's to make it fairer, because sometimes people watch the first one and they won't watch the second one. Yeah, so, we, we found that retention time on those videos, people tend to watch the f- whoever goes first and then turns off. Yeah, so we're going to do it as two separate videos, but it will still be like the full thing, but it probably end up being longer, actually. Yeah. Have you got any other plans for the weekend? It's weird doing a Thursday episode. Mm. And it's actually going to... goes out on Thursday. goes out on a Thursday, yeah. Well, I'm going to watch Greatest Royal Rumble because I have to. <clears throat> God. <laughs> long show, man. It's going to be a long show. Well, I'm, I don't it's... Know how I'm gonna... well I'm going to be at CrossFit for some of it because that's mm. booked in. Yeah. Uh, that was booked in before Greatest Royal Rumble became important. <laughs> so uh, I'm still going to do that. But I should be back for the the big matches. And I guess I'll... Um, I'll tr- I'll see what happens, and I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll have to record a little thing on my phone that evening. But uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know. Other than that, other than that, I am currently fasting, so I'll probably just be walking around grumpy. I've done many a 24-hour fasts. I'm a veteran at that. The next stage is the two-day fast, but they do say if you fasted for two days. You might as well fast for seven. This just, it all sounds dangerous after mm. a while. It's not dangerous, though, is it? Because you can just eat a banana. <clears throat> yeah, but then you're it's not, not like, fasting. Oh, my God, what are you going to... Well, yeah, that's it. If it gets really bad and I'm actually genuinely hungry and faint, I will eat. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it's not dangerous. <laughs> oh, God, I've said that. I'm not a medical professional. Don't take me. That, that I'm saying this just for myself. Seek medical advice. <laughs> Do not play. I'm not a doctor. Yeah got to say that as the disclaimer don't even play one on tv but it's totally safe <laughs> and uh I- i'm curious to see if i can do it mm. and i'm 20 25 hours in now yeah and apparently day one to two is the worst so day two is the worst mm-hmm. but i'm also feeling super clear because my brain has gone into survival mode and is like we need to find a boar and kill it so you, I'm going to give you super senses right now and make you really grumpy. <laughs> I was going to say, make you really grumpy. I feel like it's a good job we've got quite a rigorous um, shooting schedule today anyway. Because mm. I feel like the more that you and I can shoot and we can be engaged and oh, we can yeah. talk to each other, it might help you out. I don't, I don't think about food when, when we're doing this. And that's why I'm seeing Infinity War <laughs> tonight as well. That will distract me. I mean, that takes out two and a half hours. Yep. Actually, three hours when you consider all the adverts and yeah, gubbins yeah, that yeah. go before us. That takes three hours out of your 48-hour window. Yeah, that's actually I'm, quite good. Yeah. So I'm um, and, and sleep. Like they said, twenty four well that's one of the most important parts is sleep. <laughs> just uh to, to to get over the it's just that I don't know what to do. I feel like my routine wants me to have food. Like well, I'm I'm not actually yes, hungry right now. That is one hundred percent a thing. That yeah. your body just gets used to food at a certain time. Like when I come into the office, my body almost like I want a cup of tea. Because when I get into the studio and I've, I've shot my news or my SmackDown review or what have you, I 
I boil a kettle while I'm sending rushes. So my body instantly wants to have a cup of tea. So I think that very much is a, it is a yeah. genuine thing. It's a Pavlovian. A Pavlovian thing. However, my counter argument to that is also I like eating. Yeah. I, I really like food. I'm a bit of a foodie, as you well know, and I'd, I'd like eating stuff. So mm. for me, fasting, it just it, it, it wouldn't work out for me because I just like eating too much. It's a, but do you really like eating three whole times a day? Yeah, yeah I would eat more. You could bring more. that down to one time I would 100% eat more. You eat some rubbish things, though, as do I. What like, rubbish things do I well, eat? Well, okay, we don't do it as much anymore, but the chicken wraps from next door. Yeah. Okay, like, what's better for us, eating it, or not eating anything. <laughs> I think it's probably the latter. It's not even like it's nice. It is a bit nice. It's for the first bite, and then you're like, what am I doing? And then, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that three-hour carb crash. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep while writing stuff. Yeah, that is true. So so that's my argument. You say that, but I'm, I'm going to have to have one today because I haven't got any other lunch. It's, I think it's a very, uh, I mean, eating's great, but the idea that you need to eat three times a day is quite ch- childish. I mean, it's coming out. It's coming out like uh, not as this is. This could be the grumpiness talking, but it's like I want to eat because I like eating. And that this is. Oh, I can't. I'm just coming across terrible right now. I think there's a lot of hate in me because because of the the food grumps. You are. I think you are getting a bit of food grumps, but it's okay, man. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. You're like you're doing you as the uh, the, the, <laughs> the Gen Zers what might say, not millennials as we discussed in the actual podcast. Yeah, so you're all right, man. You're going to be fine. You're, you're 25 hours into it. You've got a sleep and an Avengers Infinity War in between that. So that actually takes up like 12 hours. Fantasy booking warfare I can fret over. Exactly. So yeah. you know, there's plenty of stuff you can, you know, there's, there's stuff you can fill your time with. So I'm gonna ask. So I'm gonna ask, what are you doing over the weekend? Apart, from, oh no, you've said everything. Yes, okay, I'm, but, but, but I'm eating. I've actually. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say to you when you were talking. I was like, I was thinking, please don't describe the food. Please don't say where you're going. I'm gonna read you a WhatsApp message mm-hmm. I've just had with my lady partner. Yeah. She was said, "Oh, I'm so hungry. Just ate a, a an almond croissant croissant emoji." Mm-hmm. And I've said, <laughs> "I've just replied, no food chat." <laughs> just said no food chat not even kisses yeah no kisses no please no, no thank you no food chat and she's just replied sorry <laughs> yes so you should that. be uh, no I, w- I won't tell you where we are going to eat although I am thoroughly excited T- uh, tell me about it on Monday I will I'll tell you I'll salivate I will tell you about it on Monday because I am very excited to go there uh, it's a birthday present actually from my from my in- you no yes from my in-laws ah um, because we were meant to go Your birthdays in December. I know, but we were meant to go to Hastings in January, if you recall. But then I had all those tooth ah, yeah, issues. Yeah. Yes. Oh, of course, I do remember this. This is like this is we've had to cancel our trip to Hastings twice. So if we had decided to do something for Greatest Royal Rumble, this would have been the third time I'd had to cancel our weekend away to Hastings. And I didn't really fancy cancelling it for a third time. That's nah, fine. So I, I, I particularly because I'm quite like looking forward to going for this meal, which I was meant to have in January. There is, you must be starving. <laughs> there is very little resentment here. Yeah, a little bit of resentment, but that's more based on that you'll be eating. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I did have a thing. So another birthday present thing. Oh yeah, but it was this is for yeah. me. Yeah, this this happened last night. Swaff Nation. We're going paintballing. I, well, yeah, you said to me yesterday, how do you feel about paintballing? And because you and I uh, and sort of the wider 
uh, business. We have like a business excursion coming up next month. And in my head, because it's like a business getaway, like a team building thing, mm. I was like, oh, right, for the team building thing, right? Because that's what you do on those sort of things. You go paintballing you and whatnot. You shoot the crap out of each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and then you learn stuff or whatever, or have you. You learn stuff about team playing or, or whatever it is. But no, this is just for, for your birthday. Yeah, I got a, an experience package, and there were loads of things. There's like 300 things you can do, 200 of which... A drive a different car around a racetrack. Ooh. Not my cup of tea. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a very safe driver yep. who sticks exactly on the speed limit to the annoyance of a lot of people mm-hmm. behind me and in the car with me. Well, you know, I would. you'd say annoyance. I'd call them idiots. Yes. So the idea of driving around very fast doesn't, doesn't really get me. But And, and the rest were um, sort of like massages. Mm. But there was one in there paintballing entry for eight you have to buy all your own balls which is actually quite expensive apparently oh is it well it's like five pounds for a hundred and it depends how trigger happy you are i was gonna say you'd be surprised how long a hundred can last you particularly if you're like me and a bit of a pacifist where it's just just, in the tree rinsed in the tree just covered in mud (laughs) exactly style yeah just one shot and the one shot is the kill shot well i mean i I, i've only been paintballing a couple of times but i can tell you one experience that very much sticks in my mind when i realize that i'm not very good at this sort of thing kind of ties back into if you want to go into the archives i talk about firing an actual gun on a friend stag do and how terrible i was at that (laughs) because i was terrified but um i was sneaking around and i spotted someone on the other team and they were by a tree, but they were like using a tree as cover. But the cover, like they were f- essentially on the wrong side of the tree if they knew I was there. Because I had a clean shot. Just the cleanest of clean shots. And I was like, he doesn't know I'm here. This is it. This is my moment. This is actually my moment of glory. I've done nothing this entire time. Here it is. I fired at him eight times and didn't hit him once oh luke and then he realized where i was and shot me i thought you were gonna that's better than what i thought you were gonna do i thought you were gonna say demonstrating your lack of killer instinct <laughs> you'd walk see him they go all right reg <laughs> <laughs> no i uh, i just shot wildly around him ah. uh, missed him why missed him by you know a good country mile on each time you're not on my team then <laughs> and then he'd because one of the like uh, paintball hit the tree and he went huh huh and then looked up and saw me and i was a bit of a deer in headlights one shot got me right in the chest and uh that was me out of that again that was on that was on a friend stag do i am uh i do like i used to hate it in my youth uh because we had a friend who really liked it so every birthday party he had we'd go Mm. and i just remember it being so painful one time i got food poisoning off one of the burgers oh mate so the the sort of like gut trouble headache combined with the the breathing apparatus and just getting shot at was one of the worst days of my teenage years just that single day just through physical uncomfort I just thought yeah I forgot about the mask you've got to wear and it's always that bit of a worry because like they tell you it's like you've got to really protect your head when you're out there because if you get shot in the head with one of these paintballs that's, that's, that's dangerous I shot a guy in the head once oh, like Davis <laughs> it's dangerous man don't do that I didn't mean to uh, so the time like the, the thing that reignited my love of it was an away day for, for the place I used to work and I was just like, I got shot. I was so worried about getting shot because I remember it stinging so bad. But then the balls would hit me. And I'm like, well, that doesn't actually hurt at all. 
I'm an adult body now. <laughs> yes. And it was awesome from then on. And I was actually, I was, I was doing okay. And I just see this bald head. Oh, in the, no. And I thought, I bet if I aim at his head, I'll get his body. Because he was way away. And I just figured, like, the trajectory would take the ball down. I shot. It hit him right on the head. <sighs> and I just didn't say anything. And then I saw him afterwards. He had an enormous lump. Oh, like a no. two-inch large lump on his head. And uh, oh, no. and I got drunk later that evening. And then I was like, it was me, Claude. It was me all along. It was like, oh, Ali, what? He was like a camp Dutch designer man. Oh, Ali, what are you doing? I was like, shot you in the goddamn head, mate. That's what I did. I own this place now. Don't work there anymore. <laughs> so that's, uh, I mean, should we do some quick iTunes reviews? Yeah, as well. You and I didn't think we were going to be able to fill out the intro and outro of this episode. No, didn't have much to talk about, did we? No. I can't stop massaging myself. To, I, it's like, a, I don't know if this is preventing is that, the hunger. Mm. Is that like, it, is it tapping into your caveman instincts? Because that's what this whole nonsense stems from. <laughs> they do say touching yourself, like, not that kind of, <laughs> but to, like touching your face and stuff is... Is it, is it akin to eating? Yeah, it, yeah. It, no, it gives, it's like when you're insecure or something, uh, you, you'll touch your face just because it's like, just the, the sensation of touch calms you down slightly. Hmm. So maybe it is to do with that. So uh, from B-R-H-X-I-C-J-M-S-B-W-G-X-K. Wow. That's just a random assortment of letters. Thank you, Ollie. Hashtag Swaff Nation. Ah, he's just written thank you, Ollie, five times. Hashtag Swaff Nation. You're like, thank you, Ollie. But there's no Luke in there. No, no. That's because... Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to applaud that one. Do you want me to search for Luke? See if there's any specific Luke. I've just searched for podcasts called Luke. <laughs> I was going to say... Oh, damn it. Uh, that, that sounded like a terrible idea. They well, you well fa- thank you, last person... Uh, mm. Now I've lost all the reviews, so that's the only review we're going to do. But do you want to hear some podcasts oh. that are called Luke? So there is an artist called Luke. Mm. In fact, Luke Greatest Hits. Should we play a sample? This is I Wanna Rock. This is Luke's explicit most famous song. We, we probably should stop that now because we don't have an explicit rating on this. Well, it was only the word titties. <laughs> and you basically said that in the episode yeah. as well. I don't know. It could have gone on more explicit. Yeah. I mean, but I also want to stop because those were dark days for me. Those were very much <laughs> in my, my, my teenage years where I was just making tracks in my uh, my bedroom. My That's bed. catchy, man, though. <laughs> Shake your titties, shake, shake, shake your titties. Yeah, exactly. I, well, do you know, what I just love doing it's objectifying women. It's just, mm. it's one of my favourite pastimes. Uh, wow. Yep. Okay. I'm looking at his his discography. Holy moly, that is a that is effectively softcore porn. <laughs> On his best, so ninety early nineties, he was operational. I was going to say that was very early nineties. Uh, Luke in the nude mm. is the album cover with it's my wife's favorite thing. Him in a bath with four completely naked women 
but just covering their their bits with their hands. Mm. Well, every album cover has a naked woman in. Well, of course it is. That's, you know, you got to you've seen that Louis Theroux uh, weird weekend he did when he did gangster rap. And it's it's you got to like project the image, mm. and it's it's the image that people want to aspire to. So that's why it's all about the big gold chains and having yeah. the, the money and all that sort of that sort of stuff. Because I mean, and that's what that's what you do. What a, what a great documentary that is! Actually, I haven't watched that one in a while. Uh, so one of these albums, his last album, and in fact, it says partial album. If I was to buy it on iTunes, Luke's booty calls and chants. <laughs> Which is basically what my uh, my diary was called in uh, in two thousand and three. He was really prolific in nineteen ninety three, and then he made like two albums after that. I don't know if it's just what's on iTunes. So there you go. Well, that's a weird end to the podcast, isn't it? Just um, but uh, I the bet also the best end. <laughs> oh, where them hoes at? Where them hoes at? That sounds like a fun. Line. I'm pretty sure that was a WWE pay per view. Oh my lord! There's one here just called You and Me. Head, head, and more head. <laughs> Maybe he's an Al Snow fan. <laughs> oh, come over! Al Snow and Steve Blackman are tagging at WrestleMania 2000. Good it's head, grief. head, and more head. Good grief. Oh, well, we'll see you on Saturday for Fantasy Booking Warfare. Take care. Love you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.